This is the Holistic Heart Podcast, the place for all things therapy and mental health. We know navigating the human experience can be as challenging as it is beautiful. So we wanted to create a space where we can dive deep into self-exploration, normalize the struggle, and hold space for hard topics and conversations. We are so excited to have you join us on this journey. Welcome to the Holistic Heart Podcast. I'm Sammy, and I am here with Kristen. Hi. <laughs> and um, today we're going to talk about something that we all hear, I think, spoken about quite often. And I know um, both within my personal life and professional, talking about it in sessions, it comes up all the time. And that is the topic of self-care. And really, we'll explore kind of like what, what that means yeah, talking about th- this idea of self-care and everyone I feel like has something that comes to mind when we think about self-care, but what we're really thinking about for today is reconceptualizing that mm-hmm. self-care image of what does it mean and what are the different things that it can mean and maybe challenging some challenging some of the norms around what we sort of uh, automatically maybe think of when we think about self-care. Yeah. And I like the, the term deconstruction comes to mind to me oh, because yeah. especially with like social media and everything, I'm not even sure I understood or heard the term self-care until not that long ago in the grand mm-hmm. scheme of things. Um, and obviously self-care has been in existence since before then. So <laughs> when, when we hear or see self-care um, discussed or talked about I think a lot of times we're looking at things sort of on more of the surface level of like bubble baths and shopping sprees and things like that, which like, I like those things. Don't get me wrong, but it can create a limitation mm-hmm. and it, it is inherently limited when we're talking about um, only being specific practices like that. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a double edged to it also right because there's that like when you're the way that um the things that you're describing Sammy I'm thinking of like that like treat yourself kind of mentality right and like yeah please do treat yourself and then also like yes that's like uh the superficial layer perhaps of like material material tangible things that we can do going to the spa getting your nails done if that's something you enjoy or you know things like that that we maybe um, traditionally think of around self-care or treating yourself. But then also when I was just now, it's occurring to me like the idea of treating yourself also can be um, counterproductive in the sense of like what feels good in the short term isn't always in your best interest in the long term. Um, And so the idea of like, oh, do what feels right to you in the moment is like a beautiful sentiment. And then also has nuance to it to explore around well if you you know I don't know well you want to go to the spa but your uh, financial health is not going to support that well and you make this decision and so this like this whole person holistic really right view of what's going to actually be beneficial and that asks us to go deeper than the surface um, in a lot of ways and I know Sammy you and I were talking about 
maybe some deeper personal practices and insights and things like that as well that I'm sure we'll get into. But just as you were talking about it just now, I was like, oh my goodness. And then there's this like other sense of when you're um, sort of quickly or short-term or um, compulsively just like, oh yeah, I want that thing. Like that feels good. Um, Asking yourself to also weigh in like long-term, will this feel good? Um, What's in my best overall interest? in this moment and beyond this moment. That is such a good point. I, I, I hadn't thought of that before either um, in the way that you put that. And as you were saying that, when you were talking about treating yourself, it also made me think of when we, when we hear treating ourselves. it's like, oh, and it's a special occasion. Mm-hmm. It's something that isn't happening all the time. Whereas self-care should be happening, needs to yeah. be. And, and that treating yourself is something that happens, you know, after you put in the hard work or, you know, whatever the case may be. And self-care is something that you are entitled to. That is something that is really necessary mm-hmm. as a part of the day-to-day and doesn't have to look like, like you're saying, things that maybe aren't sustainable every day mm-hmm. or at all or ever. I love that you're bringing up that point of just, this is not like we're looking at the sort of common perception of self-care is almost like it's, like a treat, right? Like that, like, oh, it's something you do that's extra. And really what you're saying that I think is so important and and so accurate is like, no, this is not extra. This is like baseline health. This is like how this is a part of essential part of being human rather than like something to add on. So I love that you brought that up. I think that's really important. Yeah. Well, because even when you just break down self-care, it's like, caring for yourself. Yeah. Like I have to care for myself. Of course. Yeah. 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 Which is not like caring for ourselves is not a like treat. Like this should be happening all of the time. Mm -hmm. Again, I'm all for treating yourself. I'm not saying that that's something that we shouldn't be doing or, you know, trying to um, look down upon that at all. I think it's a really important element of things too. It's just that we can't forget about um, or negate the things that are also self-care that need to happen on a daily basis and also may not be as enjoyable as some of these other things that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Let's say yeah. taking a bubble bath, you know, if, if that's something we're like, Oh, I'm so excited to do that. And it feels great. Some forms of self-care don't have the same effect. Yeah. Don't feel <laughs> great. Important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what I think we were really before I like sidetracked us with this, like treat yourself, uh, idea, <laughs> like important element of it. <laughs> we're just, we're going to trust the tangent, right? Like trust that that was valuable somehow. But I think that's what we were really thinking about with this episode is what are those deeper things? What are those things that might, um, when I was talking about balancing the short-term and long-term might short-term not feel great, but long-term be really beneficial. Um, it makes me think of, I know this is like a silly example, but I also feel like people will possibly know what I'm talking about. Um, it makes me think of that like viral sound that's on TikTok. That's like, um, like people saying like, I'm going on this stupid walk for my stupid mental <laughs> health. <laughs> people just like walking. Yes. I can't think of that sound now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I totally know what you're talking about. It's like just sounds. It's not like lyrics, right? But um, where people are just like out, like begrudgingly, like putting on their coat, like walking outside or whatever, right? And it's like, yeah, that's self-care. Like self-care yeah. can look like that. Self-care can be like, I don't really, I really, really don't feel like doing this actually, but I know it's good for me. And I know I feel good when I do it. 
even if I don't feel motivated in this exact moment to like get myself yeah. out there doing this. And even if while you're doing it, it doesn't feel mm-hmm. amazing, let's mm-hmm. say, right? I think of this particularly with journaling for some reason. Mm-hmm. I have in my own personal practice, and I think when you said that, there's one particular video I'm thinking of in someone's journaling, like uh-huh. in mental health. And I was like, oh, wow, they have a, like a look into my personal life, apparently. Like, like this is my Yes. And I talk to people about that a lot because I recommend journaling all the time. And I always like to give the disclaimer, like, look, this is not like this magical practice that's going to make us feel like we're, you know, in rainbow unicorn land. Mm -hmm. It's actually probably going to bring stuff up and not always make us feel quote unquote better. But I think that's the point is not always looking to feel better. It's like looking for how can we, um, that may be what we're working towards ultimately speaking, but it's not always going to come from it right away. Mm -hmm. And I always like to use the example of like, I don't know, like, like moving our bodies or exercise sometimes where it's like, yes, when we're, when we're building up muscle that it doesn't feel great. And we also can't just go in and pick up this huge weight right away. We have Mm -hmm. to start simple too. So like a practice, like journaling, it could just be something quick that you're jotting down, or maybe it's a long practice, but self-care is also about meeting yourself where you are. So if there's a suggestion that someone has, or you see this video on TikTok and someone's talking about this self-care practice, Mm -hmm. um, it's like, how could that work for me? So it doesn't also mean making yourself really uncomfortable, but it's just kind of like, how do I meet myself where I'm at here to take care of and um, support this thing that's coming up? Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I just find that journaling, particularly that can come up a lot. I think that's a great example because I think a lot of people have like a little bit of an internal block around journaling, like maybe even want to do it on some level, but just like can't get themselves to do it or like or outright hate it and know that they hate it. And like, but see like hear and see like that it can be beneficial. Um, so I think it's a really good example. And I love what you're saying because it feels like what we're really talking about with self-care is not better or good. It's honest. It's real. It's true. And how do we support what's true for us as opposed to trying to aim? Because there's sort of like that um, just like essence of like aiming for something that's not what is, right? Like whenever we're trying to make something quote unquote better, which like you said, might be the long-term result, you know, and, and likely will be of taking care of ourselves in the moment, but that allowing that not to be the short-term goal of like needing things to be other than they are. Cause we're always stuck in a sort of trap with that. If we are always wanting things to be other then we're not meeting ourselves where we are. And so I love the idea of like practices to meet yourself where you are and let the truth be the care, the acknowledgement of the truth be the care like because that's the care that so many of us didn't receive right it's like we didn't have our truth validated we weren't recognized for what we were really feeling we weren't told that it was okay to feel the way that we feel and when we do those things for ourselves even though the way we're feeling in that moment might be like shit <laughs> like you're telling yourself like it's okay to feel like shit is a great way to take good care of your heart and let you know that you matter and that your feelings are valid and so like no it doesn't feel great to feel that way but to show up for yourself when you're feeling that way goes a long way 
in self-care. Oh, yes. Showing up for yourself is self-care. Totally. I I think that's like, I don't know, almost utilizing that as like a synonym for for Mm self-care, like showing up and being there. And um, I find a a lot of times working with clients is important to when we're, when we're working with self-care is just something that's been very, I think, sensationalized. And, you know, like I was saying before, it's talked about in media and on social media a lot. So now we have these preconceived notions and there's this like stigma around what that looks like. So sometimes I say like, all right, if that's kind of what your relationship to it is, let's take a step back and create a new definition for that for yourself. Mm -hmm. And maybe it just is like, all right, if we're not calling it self-care, how are we showing up for ourselves then? Mm-hmm. Because ultimately speaking, that is what we're talking about and that is what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. And I always love asking people like, what is your relationship to self-care? What does self-care mean to you? And how does that show up in your life? And a lot of times it's like, it can be a jarring question or I hear like, I don't, I don't know how to do self-care. And so I'll take a step back and say like, well, let's just like, talk about what you do on a day-to-day basis. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes we can find that there are things that we're doing for ourselves, like brushing your teeth. Mm -hmm. That's, that is self-care, right? And, and, and I'm not, we don't want to say like, oh, you, you're brushing your teeth, so you're all good on the self-care, you're good, right? <laughs> but, but it can also be really discouraging if you're feeling like you're in the sense of, I'm not doing anything for myself. It can feel like so much of a bigger um, barrier to start doing something. But when we can take a step back and say like, look, these, you are already doing these things. Mm-hmm. Let's explore other ways to continue to show up for yourself. And that's so valuable because it counters, it challenges this like pervasive idea that we're not doing enough. Right. And I think that there's like, even with self-care and things that are for our benefit, it can feel like, Oh, there's more to do, right? Like, and that can be an obstacle to self-caring practices is like, I'm already so stretched so thin, or I'm already um, like feeling defeated around not, not feeling like I'm showing up for myself and I don't want to add another thing for me to just like not do. Right. And so this idea of it, I think our culture really makes things like big and unique and special. And so it's like the, the grand, you know, like, um, big events or like big things like, Oh, I like, like a spa day or vacation. Like that's not, that's not (laughs) sustainable. That's not a daily practice. Like great. I mean, if you can, if that makes sense for you and it's accessible and it feels good, like by all means access it. But when we think that that's what self-care is, or that's what self-care looks like, or it has to be some big grand event, um, or grand demonstration, even to ourselves, then we take away the credit for what we're already doing and we're already doing so much. So I love that you do that with clients to sort of just shift a little bit and and move into that perspective of like, I'm already doing so much for myself because I love myself. And even if you don't feel like you love yourself, I, I get that not everybody feels that way but we can still do loving acts for ourselves, even if we're not feeling fully like I can connect with the, um, you know, the sense of like loving myself or that experience. I know that I do things behaviorally that treat me like somebody that matters to me and that those are actually the really, really small things. It makes me think, Sammy, actually, um, 
I have no idea where this example is coming from. So I apologize for not giving credit where it's due, but it's like in the recesses of my mind that gathers all of this like random information. (laughs) I have like this um, memory of like somewhere I read maybe probably um, or saw like a TV show or something where they were talking about how love is not developed in like a romantic dinner or um, it's not the times that you like brought someone a dozen roses that made them fall in love with you. It's when you showed up for them when they were vulnerable. It's when you were a shoulder for them to cry on or when you didn't leave when they thought somebody would that, you know, like you were a safe space or that you brought them coffee in the morning. It's those tiny little things built up over time that show us that demonstrate that act of love, right? Like that love is an action. And so I think that that's true, not just with others, but in our relationship with ourselves. It's the tiny things that we do every day that help us, you know, like connect internally with ourselves and feel that sense of like loving attention from our own self. I love that so much. And it's so true. And it's like the seemingly simple things Mm -hmm. that really do make the greatest impact. And, and as you were saying that I was thinking about how, like, I don't know the example of sometimes certain practices may feel like too much, like even the concept of like loving myself that may feel too intense or something like journaling that feels too much. So it can be like a behavioral change of little things. Something I do that has been like a game changer, two things that I'll just two. I like to set out my clothes that I'm going to wear the next morning at night when I have energy and it's like one less thing I have to think about and I make my bed every morning. And a these do not have to be things that work for everybody. It's just something that I found for me that I hadn't thought about it until you were saying that it literally started making me feel all teared up because it's like, wow, that is something that I just do it. And it's just become over time. This is taking a long time for that to become part of my routine, but it's something where it's like, wow, that is a really, it's a, it's a big deal. And I notice when it's not done and I've noticed how great of an impact it's made. And it is, it's like that piece of self-care I'm caring for my future self. When I know I get up in the morning and I'm like, Oh, my past self thought of me in this way. Mm -hmm. And it's the same way. Like you were saying when, you know, someone, someone goes out of their way to think about you in a certain way or like gets you a coffee or something. Mm -hmm. It's not, doesn't have to be these grand gestures and sure. Those can be great. Those like self-care days, like, those can be amazing. And we're not saying to not do that, but to look at things that you're already doing or little, those simple things that you could do that really do make such a huge difference. Yeah. And the deep and meaningful things, I think in addition to the like superficial fluffy, like we want to be like upward reaching and outward reaching and those are fun too. And also we want to be rooted and grounded and deepening. And so how are we doing those things with ourselves to really create the foundation of self-care? And I think, you know, how you were saying it won't always feel good. I was thinking both in like a relationship with other, right? Like, so I feel like some of the times that I have felt the closest to someone else have been after a rupture of some kind, after a conflict of some kind, after like things got ugly and loud and really honest, uh, really honest from all sides, right? That then there's like this sense of like, that doesn't feel good. That never feels good. But afterwards, there's such a raw intimacy around like, we really just showed up as we are and we stayed 
when, and like, we're on the other side of this and there's some more deepening in this relationship. And I think that happens between us and ourselves as well of like, I'm having this hard feeling and I'm not going to push it down and I'm not going to pretend it's not there and I'm not going to ignore it or dismiss it or tell myself it doesn't matter. I'm going to sit with it and I'm going to feel it and I don't like it. But on the other side of it, like when I've cried all the tears, like I need water or something before I can cry anymore. Like there's like that sense of like, oh, I don't know if you guys have that experience of like lightness after where there's just like this space of like, okay, like that was really hard, but I'm really proud of myself for showing up and like letting that be, have space because that was an important part of me and I honored it. And I feel closer to myself having held that space for me. Like just like similar maybe to that exchange with another that we can also do that with ourselves. Yes. Yeah. You're sh- I heard you even say that you're showing up for yourself mm-hmm. and what a beautiful way to um, kind of explain and look at that too. I think where it's like, you're really, we're talking about your relationship that you have with yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think it's something that we often look at is just there. And it's something that really, it just like relationships, relationships are beautiful. I often say like being a human is hard as fuck. Being human is the hardest thing we're ever all going to do. Right. Mm -hmm. And one of the hardest parts of that, if not the hardest part of that is being in relationships (laughs) and not just with others, but with yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think because a lot of times relationships like, we think about that as like between two entities, then you're not thinking about how that's so important with yourself or, Oh, that's quote unquote selfish, which is a whole other tangent that we can go down. But it's like prioritizing that is really important. It also impacts the relationship you have with literally everything else in your life, other people, pets, your job, your hobbies, everything. And so it's like being able to take that time out and connect with, show up for yourself, offer yourself that care is so important. Mm -hmm. I often say to clients, to friends, to anybody who will listen to me say it, um, that that your relationship with yourself is the foundation for everything else in your life. Like, just like you said, like literally everything else and especially every other relationship in your life. And like in the example that I just gave, like if I'm comfortable or uncomfortable, but willing to sit with myself through a hard emotion and a hard experience, I'm more likely to sit with someone else when they're having a hard experience and not dismiss it or uh, try to minimize it, not out of ill intention, but just because I, out of my own level of discomfort and not knowing maybe what to do or how to help when I've practice that with myself, then I can access it in relationship to someone else when they might need it as well. It's not why we do it, but it's an added bonus for like when, when we show up with ourselves, we are, we have more depth to draw on in our relationships with other people also. Absolutely. Well, and I think you, you made a really great point too, when you were talking about like willingness and comfort, like, yeah, some of this stuff isn't necessarily like yeah, I'm going to like address this concern I've been having with this person and have this uncomfortable conversation. I'm totally comfortable in it. Right. Um, and to me that it, it was, it kind of speaks to like setting boundaries with people. I often talk to clients, anyone who will listen to me about boundaries. Cause I just think it's a boundaries are important. I don't know what I'm talking about boundaries. Um, however, 
like boundaries are self-care. That's a huge piece. And I won't go too deep into this because I know we've had a whole episode on this already, but talk we, in that episode, we talked about how boundaries are ultimately speaking between you and yourself. And so to me, that's like, it, that is the representation of how this is such an important part of self-care, whatever, whether that be a boundary with another person or a boundary, I have set this boundary for myself that I try to the best of my ability to remember to take out clothes at night because I have, there's more intention there and it just helps my day to go more smoothly. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there's a boundary around that because I have to remember, I have to like, you know, go about doing the thing. And sometimes I really don't feel like doing that. I just want to crawl into bed. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's like, and maybe in that moment, it's not comfortable. And this is like a seemingly simple and arbitrary example, but I use it because I think that a lot of us are doing simple little things like that in our life on a day-to-day basis. And to be able to just like shift your intentionality or just be aware of the intention that you're putting into it and think like, this is self-care. I am doing this. I am showing up for myself in this way. How else can I do that? I really think that that's so important. And I love that we're like, and you're really like encouraging people to, identify where is this already present and use that as like fertile ground for and where can it grow into and I think that's something else around like the willingness and comfort piece is when we're thinking about where can this grow into like openness to new things because I think that can be I'll speak for myself and say that can be hard for me, like new things and like um, I love actually I'm I'm not common in this way. I think where I love change and I love things to change. Um, and I'm not super fan of like things staying the same necessarily. I know that that can be comforting for some people. Uh, and I get that, but I don't love like new things that are going to stretch, uh, me necessarily. Like I like to grow. I love to learn. Um, but those are comfort areas for me. So I like things that will grow me intellectually because I'm comfortable there. I don't love things that are maybe embodied because I'm less comfortable there. Right. And like, but I know how important it is. And it's making me think of, um, tonight, Sammy and I have, we have a group supervision where we're as a team doing core energetics and Melissa's going to lead us through, um, an exercise together, which is so valuable. And I love Melissa. She's a genius at it. She's so good. It's such a powerful practice. And we've done this before so that I know, I know what I'm in for. Um, and I don't love it. Like I love the idea of it. I know how powerful it can be. I know as a practice, it's so valuable to get into your body, to identify the sensations, to move the energy of the emotions that are present. I've had, I personally had such profound impacts from that practice, um, directly from doing core energetics in different instances and settings. And still I'm like, Oh boy, this is coming tonight. Like, (laughs) you know, like it's not my most comfortable place to be in my body and moving the energy in my body, but intellectually and experientially, I know how valuable it is. So I think there's that piece too, of when, of challenging yourself, I guess, in a loving way of like, I would be lying if I didn't say there's some level of like, anticipation that's happening in me right now around this is coming and also like being willing to override that to myself to some degree because I know it's important I know that it's valuable I know that it's beneficial um and I I recognize all of those things so I'm asking myself to get uncomfortable in order to have 
an important experience. So I think there's like that balancing. That's just a personal example that's coming up for me, like very timely right now, but. (laughs) Well, I want to use this as a really great, like real-time example of how one thing can, like one thing can be self-care for two people for two different reasons. Yeah. Because when you were talking about how you love change Mm -hmm. and how that's something that's like welcoming and and like, you know, you, you find that comfort and self-care and change. I was internally having a very first response to that (laughs) because I do not feel that way about change. (laughs) I like consistency. I like things to be the same. I get very comfortable in that. Mm -hmm. Um, and so then when you started talking about core and Chris and I were just talking about this last night, actually, I mentioned like, I'm so excited for this tomorrow. And like, (laughs) looking forward to this and everything in a Kristen had a very different response when I said that. And so I think it's just a great example of two, two people who have very like similar mindsets around things and perspectives and also who are very different in a lot of different ways and experiencing things different and both like stepping into something from that form of self-care, having such varying experiences of it. And that we could also both walk into and have totally different experiences of what are we're anticipating mm-hmm. when we go and walk into this experience too. And it's that showing up and being open and aware of um, what it is that you're doing for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like internally laughing as you were saying this. I was like, at first I'm like, oh God, change. And then you said that and I was like, oh, but I do like that. <laughs> Look how interesting that little reflection is. (laughs) Yeah, and it is so interesting because it's like, you know, and talking and finding those things within yourself, I think is a valuable inquiry, maybe following this episode for anyone that's listening. It's like, where are those places where you're comfortable with challenging yourself? Like I'm comfortable challenging myself to learn new concepts. I'm less comfortable challenging myself to embody new realities. <laughs> like, um, and so, and it's just like, oh, and that's part of personally why I practiced yoga for so long and why I went for my yoga teacher training was like, I knew I had to balance out all of this mental stuff and I had to get myself in my body. And so for me, yoga felt like an accessible way to do that. Um, But even that was uncomfortable and can still be uncomfortable for me, even though I practice it very regularly. And so asking yourself, um, if you're listening, you know, what are those places where I'm comfortable challenging myself, allowing yourself to challenge yourself comfortably And also seeing if there might be things that could be really beneficial that you're avoiding because they would feel uncomfortable to you to do or try. And maybe finding that balance between what is, uh, what is like a good challenge and what is too much and, you know, finding where can I maybe ask myself to stretch a little, but not stretch so far that it feels like I'm breaking or I'm tearing. Mm -hmm. Right. And like, um, maybe, maybe something you do after listening to this episode is think of something new that you haven't done or that you've thought about, like you've thought like, Oh, I think that would be good. Or I, I feel kind of drawn to it, but I'm also a little anxious or, um, not super comfortable with the idea of it. You know, is there something new that you might introduce? That's just a little stretch of your comfort zone. Yeah. Dip your toes in a little bit. Yeah. That's it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Well, I feel like this was a very uh, informative conversation. (laughs) (laughs) I do think it's so important to talk about the, and I love that with Sammy's word, reconceptualizing self-care. And I think that's such a valuable thing to move into, to dive into because it, uh, it does need redefinition and it does you know, like you said at the beginning, Sammy, deconstruction around like, what are our ideas wrapped around this language? And can we deepen that construct, that mental construct and, and make self-care a little bit more accurate around like, this is how I actively care for myself. Yes. Yeah. Yes to all of that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you all for listening as always. Thank you, Sammy, for our lovely conversation. Thank you. And we'll talk to you guys at the next episode. Bye.